Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in this interview, we're going to be chatting with Dr. Aaron Barth, president at Dialectic. Dr. Barth is a strategic learning expert and innovator in the field of instructional design and a thought leader in applying the science of human reasoning to the workplace. He is passionate about merging science, design and technology to help transform organizations and change the way people work. Dr. Barth received his PhD in philosophy from the University of Western Ontario. He spent five years as a university professor, after which his insights into critical thinking, decision-making, and problem-solving led him into the field of workforce performance. The strong relationships Dr. Barth established with his clients gave him a deep understanding of their challenges and led him to uncover gaps in the customary delivery of performance consulting services. With a vision to advance the field by providing full-spectrum transformational services, Dr. Barth founded Dialectic back in 2010. He led the development of a state-of-the-art process merging scientific research, instructional design, and creative arts to translate knowledge into high-impact thinking solutions. Dr. Barth's work has spanned the full spectrum of sectors and industries, from automotive giants to community hospitals. His contributions drive success in helping organizations realize their greatest potential. He's also going to be a speaker at the upcoming second Innovate Work Peel event happening on March 3rd uh, at Sheridan College at Square One. So uh, by all means, do check that out and get your tickets. It's my absolute pleasure, Dr. Bath, to welcome you to the show today. Thanks, Bill. Happy to be here. So beyond my introduction there, please tell the listeners a bit more about your career and academic background and your role at Dialectic. Yeah, so um, as you said, I did uh, my PhD in philosophy at uh, Western University in, in London, Ontario. Um, and uh, what I really uh, what I really liked about that education and what, what really propelled me into this work was philosophy really uh, forced me and taught me how to think at a broader level and look at the principles that underlie the way we go about solving problems. And that's sort of what I saw as a gap in um, HR program development, which was there wasn't a lot of uh, thinking of the underlying principles that are guiding the way we develop those programs. And so when I started uh, Dialectic, the idea was specifically to take uh, methods and insights from the sciences, so behavioral science, cognitive science, social science, and apply them to the, to the hardest people problems that organizations face. And that approach uh, was unique in, in the space uh, when I started Dialectic, and it gave us, um, uh, you know, it differentiated us against other um, organizational consultants and learning uh, and development uh, uh, firms. So it's really about seeking truth and using scientific methods to to really understand uh, uh, what's going on in an organization and and help solve that solve those problems. Perfect. Thank you very much. Now, 
can you tell our listeners how is your background in philosophy informed your work in HR? It seems like not necessarily a direct fit. I, I can see where there's lots of uh, lots of ways it, it would feed into HR, but uh, yeah, that, please tell us a bit about that. Philosophy really, uh, you know, a core discipline in philosophy is critical thinking, and critical thinking forces you to to think about your assumptions, to think about your beliefs, and and for me, what was really interesting is to think about methodology. How is it that we go about uh, answering our the toughest problems? And that's that's a big part of philosophy. It's to apply a critical thinking uh, skill set to the biggest questions that we face, right? You know, what's the meaning of life? What is truth? Uh, what's right and wrong? And so that, to me, was a wellspring to start to think about um, tough problems in organizations from that kind of philosophical perspective. And um, what's really nice about philosophy is it's completely general. You can apply it to any particular topic and you can use uh, any methods you find that are uh, valid and uh, robust to answer those questions. So for me, it was about, um, and I, I did a lot of work in the philosophy of science and looking at the methods of science and how um, how and why we can believe uh, the deliverances of the of modern science. And so to me, there was a gap in the way that um, organizations were trying to tackle problems about uh, people or, or put in a more positive way, uh, try to help people um, have the best employee experience that they can have. And uh, I thought, look, there's a lot of great work being done in cognitive sciences about the way we think and make decisions um, in the behavioral sciences about what motivates people, what their values are and why they, they do the things they do. And in the social sciences about the way we uh, interact um, and collaborate as a group. And so for me, it was, that's a great starting point for trying to develop uh, a better employee experience to develop a better workplace and for um, organizations to get the most out of their people. And so I, I thought, let's bring this uh, to the modern workplace and um, use those insights to develop really high impact programming. Thank you very much. Now, in your view, Dr. Barth, what, what's wrong with the way HR programs are being developed at the moment? Yeah, um, so for me, there's, there's sort of two things. One is that I think a lot of HR professionals, and, and I, I think HR professionals are really well-meaning, and they, they want to create a better work environment and life for people. So I commend them for that, and uh, my goal is to help them do that more effectively. So, but the one thing I've seen is that HR professionals um, rely on their intuitions too much. And intuitions are essentially the, the, the sum of all of our experiences. And so if you have experienced um, a workplace uh, in a particular way or you've experienced HR program, programming in a particular way, you're going to be biased towards thinking about it in those terms. And so when I, when I looked out at the way people are running their organizations, I thought, they're really basing this on what they know, not necessarily what's right. Um, and the second part is a, a sort of ironic conclusion that I drew is that 
these intuitions and these uh, that that they're basing the programming on is not centered actually on the people, um, and that's a weird thing to say. Uh, HR, that's the whole game in HR is to to help people, but there are these existing systems and programs that really aren't in the best interest of people. They're often in the best interest of the organization. So a good example of this is performance management. Um, in the 80s, we had this Jack Welch-inspired um, uh, pr uh, performance management practice of forced ranking. So giving your employees a score and then um, putting that on a normal distribution. And you know it used to be called uh, rank and yank because it was a way of getting people out of the organization. Um, and and what was what's really interesting is that there's been some really good recent empirical work on whether these systems work or not, and they don't. And in fact, and, and again, there's another ironic conclusion, these performance management practices, um, they actually tend to depress performance, but the whole point is to improve it. Um, so why are we still doing it? Well, I think this is because that our intuitions about how to manage people's performance are based on these really old ideas. And I think HR professionals are having a hard time thinking differently about this. And that's what I want to help people uh, do. And that's what we try to do. And so we, we use scientific insights and scientific methods to start to come up with new ways of working. Okay, let's get into that then. So how can scientific HR help? And can you also take me through some of the steps of scientific HR? Yeah, so scientific HR is, is sort of the, the the process that we use here. And um, the, the way it can help is that it can help you identify problems using structured and validated uh, methods. So you're not relying on your intuition. Uh, you're not relying on the flavor of the month that you read in, um, you know, Harvard Business Review. You're relying on what scientists are saying about what works for people. And that's a really powerful position to start to design uh, programming from. So I often say there's two kind of parts of the, the method of scientific HR. There's, there's looking at in recent scientific insights, so those are just findings from the social sciences, the behavioral sciences, the cognitive sciences that can frame a problem for you. And then there's the methods where we actually use, in, in, in our case, we use a lot of social scientific methods. So um, job shadowing, interviews, um, anything that gets us right to the people. And that's, that is the key. The key is to start with what the people are saying and build a bottom-up approach to um, understanding the themes uh, that are getting, you know, the things that are getting in the way of, your, of the people at the organization, rather than a top-down approach, which, you know, assumes they know the answer. And so there's sort of four steps to scientific HR. There's uh, problem identification, uh, prototyping, piloting, and then launching. So I'll walk through these really quickly. Um, problem identification, and this is the most important step, is really discovering what the problem actually is. And 
the important thing uh, for a uh, scientific HR practitioner is to not assume that they know the answer or to at least treat their sense of what the answer is or what the, how they've identified the problem as a hypothesis. That um, might be correct, it might not be correct. Let's go do the science, let's see if this is what's going on. And so what we do at that stage of problem identification is we talk to um, leaders and people on the teams that we're working with to understand their goals. Uh, then we go out to the scientific literature and um, do a, a literature review of the models that are out there that might uh, have something to say about the problem we're seeing. So if it's about collaboration, we're looking at what uh, the literature is saying about collaboration. If it's about performance management, we might look at, um, you know, we'll look at performance management, but we might look at coaching. We might look at conversations. How, how does this happen? And then the third thing is we use that, the goals and the literature review to frame out a um, applied social science methodology. So then we go talk to um, actual people on the ground and use those, use the insights to be able to make hypotheses and test whether, you know, is this the problem or is that the problem? And then it's sort of the intersection of, the, of like the, the Venn diagram of goals, the literature review and the applied science that then really says, this is the problem we're facing. Once we know that, uh, we start to prototype a solution. Okay, what would change this? And at this stage, you know, we're adopting an agile approach where we take a, we, we um, work with the people again to say, hey, would this help solve your problem? And we design something really small, you know, whether it's a tool of some sort, whether it's training, uh, whether it's just a small change in the environment, if it's a collaboration problem, maybe it's just moving, literally moving uh, desks around, right? We prototype that and test and then iterate the design of the solution with the people. And then that puts us in a position to be able to move to the next stage, which is to pilot it. So now we'll pilot it with a small group of people. Again, gather data and evidence, whether it's working, make adjustments, iterate, and come up with, you know, here is, here's the solution we want to uh, apply to the rest of the workforce. And then we move to the final stage, which is launching that program. So at each stage, we're using scientific insights and methods to uh, frame and develop uh, the problem, like our understanding of the problem and the solution. And most importantly, we're working directly with the people um, that the solution is designed for. Wow. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, can, you, can you offer a few examples of scientific HR at work? Yeah, so uh, a really good example is um, really um, trying to unseat the uh, prominence of employee surveys. So employee surveys, um, they're not, um, they're not uh, worthless, uh, but they don't tell you much, in my, my opinion. You do an employee survey, it's better than not having anything. Um, but at best, what it tells you is that you might have a problem in a particular area but it doesn't tell you why that problem exists and therefore it doesn't help you solve it. So uh, we had a client um, came to us and said, look, our employee survey is telling us we have a problem with agility, uh, collaboration and innovation, um, which happened to be, again, if we look at the literature actually comes from um, digital transformation. All of those are variables uh, in that model. And so they said, well, 
we know we have that problem, but we have no idea why it's happening. Um, and we don't know how to solve it. Can you help us? And so what we did was we said, okay, well, let's go look at, at firstly, what do you want to achieve? Like, why are these three things important to your business? And how do you see them playing out? So that's eliciting their goals and what their vision for this. Then we went out to the literature. Again, digital transformation was a big influence. And we looked at what the uh, social and behavioral sciences are saying about innovation and agility and collaboration. And then instead of, um, instead of then, you know, hypo you know, coming up with an idea just based on that and what the leaders were saying, we got individuals in the organization. We took a representative sample of the people in the organization. Um, we took the information from the models we were gathering from the literature and we put that in an app that allowed people to track their daily um, life in the organization. And the things that we found in the, in the literature review were tags or descriptors they could add to their experiences. And so we followed them for a week. And um, we took all that information. We had something like um, 5,000 touch points that we got from the, from the, uh, uh, the employees. And from that, we constructed Rather than constructing a you know a table with uh, percentages and the feeling of uh, quant you know having quantitative data that makes us feel like we've collected really important information that tells us nothing, instead we created journey maps. Um, so journey mapping is uh, best practice in uh, customer experience, and so we applied that in employee experience. So we took all the uh, the touch points that we got boil them up to themes and we were able to plot what the day looks like for an average employee um, based on the data that they were giving us about the barriers they had to collaboration agility and innovation and that was just a wellspring for uh, the organization because now they had the answer to what does this look like on the ground to not have good results across these dimensions and now how can we solve that problem we came up with some a lot of cheap and fast ways to solve that problem so that was that's a really good example of how just stepping back using scientific insights and methods can get you the answer to questions that you you know questions you may not have even been able to formulate before Perfect. Thank you very much. Now, as I mentioned in my my introduction, there, uh, you're you're going to be a speaker at the uh, March third Innovate Work Peel Summit. It's the it's the second one that uh, we've we've hosted there. Uh, the first one had a had a great turnout and a really good lineup of speakers, and I'm I'm very pleased to say that uh, uh, we've got another great lineup of speakers, including yourself. Uh, for that event and, and your session it's called uh, test your intuitions build a better culture can you can you tell our listeners a bit about what they can they expect from that session and what are some of the the hoped for learning outcomes yeah um for example i'm super stoked to be part of it and i, I'm, I really love the uh innovate work uh, sessions i've been following following what you have been doing for quite a while now so i'm i'm honored to be part of it i'm uh, the talk that i'm going to give is is essentially going to get into more of the nitty-gritty of the, the general outline that i just presented you know why why are we uh, in hr um sort of uh compelled by our intuitions um, 
what are the biases that are part of the way that we think about people problems? And then how can scientific HR help us um, overcome that? And my goal is that people leave with a few really easy, common sense principles that they can apply immediately when they get back to work. Um, that's always my goal, and that's the only reason why anybody would want to come to a uh, learning session. You know, working professional, what's important to them is that the what they learn is relevant to their day-to-day. And so that's what I want HR practitioners and other people who are going to be in attendance to be able to leave with really simple uh, methods that they can apply right away when they when they get back to work. And so we're going to look at how do you quickly do a literature review? How do you quickly do um, good social science uh, interviews and um, other kinds of applied methods? How, how do you develop a prototype really fast and what's the data you're gathering to be able to iterate it? Um, and then, you know, what does a pilot look like? How to get that up and running fast and how to learn from it um, immediately. So that's, we're going to get into the details of how that looks on the ground. Awesome. I'm I'm very excited for it. Uh, And that just, I just leave you one more question for you today. And that's, uh, how can our listeners connect with you? And how can they also learn more about Dialectic? Yeah, so um, best place to check us out is uh, our website. So uh, www.dialectic.solutions. Um, they can also connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm uh, quite active there. Um, and I'm also on Twitter at Aaron Barth PhD. So those are the three uh, outlets that you can uh, look for us. Wonderful. Well, that just leaves me to say for today, Dr. Aaron Barth, thank you very much for being a guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Thank you, Bill. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.